Welcome back to episode 134 of Your Best Year Starts Here. And Nigel, you said you want to get controversial. Well, it's really interesting when it comes to controversial conversations because, I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm a big tennis fan. I play professional tennis. I coach tennis. And then by the time this recording comes out, it'll be very interesting to see what's gone on and whether we're now at Wimbledon, bearing in mind something's just happened at the French Open with Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka was... The first Japanese player to win a major championship. She won the Grand Slam. She won the French Open a couple of years ago. And she's had horrific mental health issues, apparently, and I say that in the nicest sense, since then. What's interesting, if you understand about sport or you understand about being in the limelight, that one of the problems if you're in the limelight, you're expected to do certain things. And one of the things you're expected to do if you're a tennis player, good, bad, or indifferent, you have to, when you finish a match, speak to the press. The press fund and the TV crew fund a lot of the competition and fund lots of prize money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She decided, and quite controversially, to say, I'm not going to speak to the press at the French Open whatsoever after I win a match or lose a match. So she wins the first round, chooses not to speak to the press, obviously gets fined because that's the rules. And I want to come on to rules of communication in a minute. And then decides... Because of the backlash, she's going to withdraw from the French Open. Now, this is where the controversial bit comes in. Mental health is so, so important. We all know that. And we have to look after ourselves. And she made a decision. The problem is, if you're an actor, if you're in the limelight, if you're in playing a sport, that's what's expected of you. And you have to understand there are certain rules for certain situations. The same as... When I speak on stage and I come off, there's normally somebody who wants to do a podcast or they want seven tips they can learn from it. Literally, I should come off the stage because they want it for their magazine. Now, I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but there are certain rules you have to agree to. So here comes the controversial part. If you don't want to play the game and you still need to look after yourself, you have to take a really good hard look at yourself to decide what's important for you, for your mental health, And do you need support in working with your mental health? Because it is such a controversial issue. Every young lad, lass, who goes into a sport, know these are the rules. Now, you may say you want to change the rules. Well, that's a separate conversation. But these are the rules right now. The same as when you publish a book, and we'll talk about publishing books, and you put your book on Amazon, if you want to sell it that way, people have the right to judge your book. Now, if you've got mental health issues, I'm telling you now, you need to be really careful writing a book. Not only are you going to pour your life and soul into the book, and I know you've just written a book and you've just written a second book, but there's going to be somebody who thinks your book is shit. And in their opinion, they're right. And then you're going to go, yeah, but you don't understand. It's my book. Well, I've had someone mark, I mean, I mean I've got 82 fives, and someone's put a one in there because they think it's not great and, and I'm it's overpriced and all the rest. Well, that's their opinion. Now, Do I then say, because of my mental health, I'm not going to put any books on Amazon because I don't want the negativity? Am I going to say I'm never going to speak in public and we're never going to do a podcast because people are going to review it? And this is where the controversy starts. Because if you put yourself out there, people have the right to judge you. Every restaurant, 
I, and this is what amazes me. Every restaurant that's been closed for a year has now reopened, and you would think they would up their game so much because the public have the power, because of social media, to literally knock you down if it's a shit meal. I mean, we went to a place, I'm not going to name it, on Sunday for a lunch. It was rammed. My food was shite, but I had all my family with me and I wasn't going to make a, a point. But there were times where I could have literally told them what I thought of this meal. That's the point about putting yourself in the public eye. Now, I'm expecting a backlash from this because mental health is such an important subject. But you've got to decide if you want to put yourself out there. You know, you've got to decide if you want to put yourself out there and put your put your book out there. Put it, you, you've recorded stuff. You've been a DJ. You put a record out there. The public are going to buy it. We had the Eurovision Song Contest where England got nil points. Nil points. But what nobody really mentioned was before he went to the Eurovision Song Contest, he never even made it to the top 100 in the English charts. England didn't even support him. So I don't know why the rest of Europe thought he was going to support him. But that was left out. So it seemed like it was a backlash. But this is the problem if you put yourself out there to be judged. Here's, I mean, here's, here's my take on it, right? Everything you do, someone's judging you anyway. They are. The question is, how many people are judging you? How visible are you? How many eyes have you got on you for what you're doing? And when you put something out online or you stand on a stage or you play in a major tournament or any, all you're doing really is increasing the number of eyeballs. And when you increase the number of eyeballs, guess what else you're going to do? You're going to increase the number of people that disagree with you. That's just, that, that's just one, a given. It's just going to happen, right? But I'm going to go one stage further. You've done your 75-day challenge and you look phenomenal. I'm still on my challenge and I can see in my own camera I'm losing weight. It yep. comes off my face. But I made a public statement on LinkedIn on that podcast about my challenge. It's amazing to see some of the comments. Some people have supported me and some going, well, it won't last long. Look at all the chocolate you've got in your office. Well, that's part of my brand. But – if you put yourself out there, you need to be aware of the backlash. Now, does that mean no young tennis player can ever go out there who've got mental health issues? It's a very tough sport, tennis. You're on your own. It's not a group sport. You know, the, the football is, I think, you know, the racial abuse is horrific. And, you know, the, the, the likes of the media, so whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube, all these might be able to do something about taking some of those posts down. But the press have a right, the way the tournaments are set up, to interview players. Yep. Unfortunately, if you ask really nice questions, there's not much press there. And you can't report. Well, so always- I, I mean, again, to cut across you slightly, the, um, the, the thing for me is to remember that what do the press want? A story. <clears throat> a story is not necessarily the story you want to tell. It's just a story. It's the thing that's going to, you know, sell the most newspapers or the thing that's going to get the most impressions on a web page, or it's the thing that's going to get the most viewers on, on the TV or whatever, because their job at the end of the day is to get as many eyeballs as possible on their thing nine times out of 10, because it's then got advertising on it and they're trying to get as much ad revenue as possible. And ad revenue follows eyeballs, right? So, their job is to get something that is as interesting as possible, whether it's controversial or not. It's to put something out that goes, well, here here is an opinion. Here is is a statement. Here is something that people want to engage with. And nine times out of 10, that will, say nine times out of 10, probably less than that. But a, a chunk of the time, that will not be the story you want to tell if it's about you. But here comes the next point. So now the choice is, do all the players then say, we're not going to do any interviews 
And then what happens? Because we get this revolution going on. You know, we've had countries not go to the Olympics because of civil war or yeah. war. Yeah. And I don't want to get into politics, but I'm just saying mental health is a massive issue. And there are rules to the game. So I think we've got to decide, do you want to play the game where there are rules or do you look after your own mental health? And then you have to bow out. It's a very, very difficult situation yep. because you and I have had our own issues, quote, unquote, whether it's medical, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional. And then you have to decide if you're going to show up. I feel very sorry for Naomi Osaka, one of the most amazing tennis players ever. But there are certain ground rules that have to be ad- adhered to. Yeah. I mean, so I've got... Um... I expect a backlash from this. I normally do when I make a controversial <laughs> stance. Only because what are we doing business? You know, we've now got, and we're going to be talking about it in another episode, people not wanting to go back to the workplace because they've enjoyed being at home and they don't want to go on the trains. And I hear all that, but there are some companies that are insisting that people come back. They are the rules of work. Yep. I get that some people have done a better job working from home, and we'll discuss that later on, but there are rules in the world yeah no no, no, no I, I mean I, I get it i um i used to have a pa that said that you know neil you're very much mr rules are supposed to be rewritten aren't you and and what she meant was i like to follow rules if i agree with them but if i don't well, agree with the rule or i can't make sense of why that rule exists i am a rebel and i and i put my hands up to it and say that i don't like following other people's rules if I don't see the reason for them. Now, if, if you can give me a good explanation as to why something exists, I'll probably go along with it. But if it's there and it feels like it's there for the sake of it, or it's there because it's a, this is the way we've always done things type thing, then, you know, I, I probably am one of the rebellious ones that turns around and goes, well, no, I'm going to do it my way, not your way, right? But I, a bit like you are saying about, you know, being on stage and stuff like that, I, I respect the fact that, when I do that, there are certain expectations that come with my role. You know, there's um, there's a a gig I booked in last week that's for later this year. And, you know, it's great to see live events starting to open up and bookings and things coming in. Um, but part of the booking, they've asked me to actually build in some time to do a book signing. And it's like, okay, yeah, happy to do that. But it's part of the expectation now that, you know, I've got these two books out, that they actually want me to do something with the books at you know after the speech at their event um i could turn around and go well no hang on a minute you're paying me to speak you're not paying me to to, to hang around and sign books and what but it's good for me it's good for their event it, you know, everybody wins from it i'm a bc this you is know? the whole point so you're saying when it's a win-win you'll do it the the controversy here is that the press want to do a report it does it's not a win-win for her yeah so she's saying i don't want to do it well, then there's the controversy. So yeah. I'm going to leave it at this point, but I am going to say to people who are listening to this, if you sign up for something, and I don't know, I don't, I'm going to ask you a ridiculous question here. I presume you might have a Netflix or an Amazon account or you've got a Sky TV or something like that. Have you, have you got any of those? Yes. Have you ever read any of the, the rules? The terms and conditions? No, there's yeah. too many of them. No, no, but that's the point. But you just accept them, and then you wonder why in 17 years' time, you know, Netflix turn up and say, I'd like your house, because that's what you've signed for. Yep. We don't read terms and conditions. We don't, because then we blame the situation, but they, they, they're there. Now, I get that there's thousands of them, and nine times out of us don't read them. But there are a few people who actually read terms and conditions. As a monkey, I've never read a term and condition, no. so I'm surprised when someone says, you know, you can't do that. Yep. Yeah. There are terms and conditions for lots and lots of areas in our life. 
it's not fair, maybe, but it's been set out. So here's the question for everyone who's listened to this podcast. What terms and conditions are you not happy with? What are you doing with it? And are you just moaning about it? Or are you actually doing something constructive to help your own mental health? Because there's always going to be terms and conditions. There's always going to be rules. You know, if you're self-employed, you're really employed by the person who's, who's booking you. And if you're employed, you're really self-employed and you're choosing that as a single contract for your work. So we've always got rules. There's always some conditions. The idea of saying, well, I'm not going to do anything unless there's, a, there's no rules, life will be chaos. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the thing I would chime in just to end on that too is um, I believe you can do anything you want in life provided you to pick, you're prepared to pick up the consequences. So if there are rules and you decide to break them, well, the consequences are whatever penalties are associated with breaking those rules. You can still do whatever you want, but you need to be prepared for the fact that whatever you do has a set of consequences associated with it. So, you know, if you decide you want to drive at 78 miles an hour in a 70 mile an hour, you know, on a 70 mile an hour motorway and you get a ticket, you accept the fact that you were doing 78 miles an hour and not doing 69 or 70, right? You have to accept that fact. Um, that's a really trivial example, but it applies to everything else. So if you right. and I, you know, if you and I get booked to speak somewhere, either, either of us, both of us, whatever, get booked to speak somewhere and we come off stage and there are expectations and we don't meet them, guess what? We're probably not getting booked to come back. That's the consequences of us not doing that thing. It also might have ramifications of people going, oh yeah, I saw that guy and then he did this thing. Don't book him. You know, there's reputational damage and there's all kinds of other things that can come off the back of it. But we still get the choice of what we want to do. No one can make us do that book signing. No one can make us do that podcast interview. No one can make us pose for that selfie. But if we don't do it, what's the knock-on effect? And I think the big thing here is we always have a choice. We always have a choice, but we have to we have to in our own head, you know, in our own in our own life assess what our priorities and what's important to us. And if for me, if I go actually, you know, my head today is not in a place to be able to do some of those other things, I'm not going to do them and I'll accept the consequences. That was my choice. There'll be other days where I'll put a game face on, regardless of what's going on in my life, you won't see it. And I'll play that part because I know that's what I need to do in this situation. And I'll take the consequences of that, which might be when I get home that I've got to unpack and process a bunch of stuff for myself, right? But whatever it is, you know, I get a choice and there's always consequences. And I think one of the biggest things is just being conscious enough to have that awareness to say, well, you know, there are consequences of these actions. You know, what do I want to do? Well, let's leave it at that point, because I think my next thing is going to be about looking at the issues and then rating some of our issues and deciding where we go with it. So I'll see you next week, my friend. Awesome. Look forward to it. See you next week.